Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show. Live from Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway on 106.7 Buzz 2. Bears looking at double pass here. Kylan James with time has an opportunity downfield. Caught. Gerard Barnes is off to the races. 20, 10, 5. The Bears are the best in America at the running back pass for touchdowns. Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acri will recap previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Returnable from the 17. Richmond across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got one man to beat. He's down the sideline. He's into the end zone for the second time this year. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. And also brought to you in part by HD Roofing and Construction, Highland Dairy, La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway, Moik's RV, and Fairfield Inn and Suites. They're going to bring some pressure, it looks like. They're going to hand it off the Bears, do off the right side. And there he goes. Hale of midfield, 40, 35, 30, slips a tackle, 25, 20, 10, 5, pylon, and yes, touchdown, Central Arkansas, Darius Hale. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acree. McIlvain rolling, got to get rid of it. McIlvain unleashes it towards the end zone. The ball is tipped in the air. And was it caught? Was it caught? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! The Bears have scored! The Bears have scored! Oh my goodness! The Bears have scored a touchdown on a tip ball! Oh my goodness! Will McElvain found somebody in the end zone? Pandemonium! The whole team's on the field! The Bears just won the game on a last second Hail Mary! What in the world? Oh my gosh! I cannot believe it! You've got to be kidding me! Oh my gosh! What in the world? Touchdown Central Arkansas! Oh man, even two nights later, you still cannot get enough of that call from the voice of the Bears, Justin Acree, and we welcome you to the final regular season edition of the Nathan Brown Show. I'm pinch hitting Steve Owens with you with head coach Nathan Brown, and you and I just sit here and laugh at the joy because still two days later, what an ending to the final home game of the regular season. What I want to know is where were you at? <laughs> I was on the goal line behind the official. So you knew it was a touchdown? I did. <laughs> not, I, not in your mind? No, I, no, I had no doubt at all. Good, good. I, saw I, didn't, I didn't know. And here's what's funny. On that final play, Will, you know, he got rolled out to our sideline, and, you know, obviously I'm at the line of scrimmage, and uh, as Will's almost throwing a fa- the fadeaway throw, uh, he's getting hit as he throws it, and I'm picking him up. <laughs> and so I'll, I'm, I'm kind of just, you know, pilfering with him and the, the couple of EKU guys that hit him, and I just hear a roar, and I'm like, what in the world? You know, so I had no clue. I mean, you know, you could see him rolling out toward the sideline. I couldn't get on the field because I didn't want to go past that line and run into the official because, of course, that's not good. Of but course. You're thinking he's rolling out. I don't know how he's going to get that across his body to the end zone. You see the ball start coming our direction. They're like, hey, this has a chance. And you see several people go up. Cam goes up, bats the ball down, and I see Gerard just flash out of nowhere. There's no one around him. Clean catch, dive toward the end zone, and I honestly thought he got in from the outset. 
It, you know, and it was worst case scenario. I mean, you talk about you know final play, and and as a right-handed quarterback, you you want to you, you you structure those hail marys if you got if you have to roll, roll right, right. I mean, that's to your arm side, and unfortunately for us, they kind of shuffled him toward the boundary, which was his you know to his left, and and that's a tough throw for Will. And so, you know that 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 deep play is meant for our guys to go to the right side of the field, and I thought. What goes unnoticed is that our players were working up to that right side, and they saw him get flushed left, and they worked to the left. I mean, he, there's zero chance he's making that throw all the way across the field to the right. And so I thought those guys that were in the game, those receivers, um, I believe it was Miles Butler, Trustin Oliver, Gerard Barnes, and Cam Robinson did a phenomenal job mirroring him on the play and give, really giving the play a chance. And the interesting thing about this is that was basically a call play, a bad ball. When I talked yeah. to you know Gerard after, he goes, that was my job to come in behind and play it off the play it off the tip. You know, it's something you work on, and, and people don't realize that or, or recognize that. You know, you kind of just think hail mary, just everybody go to the end zone and throw it deep. And you know, that's something you work on during camp. That's something you work on periodically throughout the season. Uh, and really, you're trying to form a diamond. You're really trying to get two guys that are the point guys, a guy in the back, which in that case it was Trustin Oliver, and a guy in the front. In this case, was it was uh, Gerard Barnes, and so they're there for the tip and and. You know, you may never, <laughs> you may never call a hail mary or a tip play for a whole year, maybe two years, three years. Um, but when you do, and then it gets executed like that, it makes all the time you put into it worth it. And speaking of all that time and making it worth it, that catch right there slingshots into this final regular season game of the, of the season, and it's for everything. It's the UAC championship game, as it turns out, as we go to Austin P this week. Well, I think that's what made it so special, Steve. Was that, that, that like, man, was the the magnitude of what it resulted in like the play itself the 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 atmosphere of the game just the just winning a game in that fashion special i mean let's 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 be real i mean uh that's one of the more special moments i've had on the stripes as a coach much less as a player as well for the you know whatever 20 years i've been here um but then what the result of the play and the win meant for our program and just preparing for a conference championship week and that's what we're in right now and uh you know what a blessing it is you know here in the last weekend of the season, you know, you're one of probably 20 teams across the nation that are playing for a conference championship. Maybe not even 20. Maybe maybe half that are playing for a true conference championship, and that's what we're doing this week. And I know it's gratifying because this is what this team set out to do from the moment they, you know, arrived at camp on August 1st is they wanted to play for a conference title, and that's why you come to UCA to play these games on Saturday. It is, and, and we've got a chance to repeat as a champion. You know, last year we were co-ASUN champions, obviously in a different conference. Um, but, but man, the, your goal is, is last year's team felt like, yeah, we, we won a ring. You know, that's great, you know, but we felt like we left meat on the bone. And so this is an opportunity. Obviously, both teams, not only us, but Austin P have put together great resumes, not counting the game we're about to play. Uh, you know, but, 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 you know, with a win this week, not only does it give you a conference championship, but it also gives you an automatic bid to the playoffs. You know, if we, if, you know, the unfortunate scenario happens and you were to, you know, not come up on the on the better end of this and get a win, then you're putting the putting your fate in the in the in the uh, in the in the uh, you know the tournament's poll. You know, the the people that are making the decisions, you're putting it in their 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 hands, and you don't want to do that. If you want to get in the playoffs, don't put it in the playoff committee's poll. Let's 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 get out there and let's let's. Let's t- take the outright championship, get the automatic bid, do what we set out to do. And how cool was it to end your home portion of your schedule with a senior playing in his last game on the stripes, making that catch and sending us home? You know, I don't know if that home season will ever be topped with the top of games and the outcomes we had. Yeah, it's been a special year. You know, we started the year out with two two blowout wins, and then, you know, from that it's been really just kind of drama since then. Even in the loss, you know, we had a chance to – you know, have a two-minute drive, have a chance for the two-point conversion, just didn't didn't convert it. But you know, we were five and one on the stripes this year. 
if you go five and one uh, in most years at home, that's going to give you a chance late in the year to get in the playoffs and have a conference championship opportunity. Um, so I'm proud of our guys. They definitely deserve this. And got over that hump of that, that is EKU on, on top of it, the, the cherry on top of that. Well, I know you visited with a lot of a lot of our guys early on in the year, and I think even seeing the schedule we had, I mean, Oklahoma State, North Dakota State, I mean, all the conference games, a lot of them had this game circled. You know, I think there's been a little frustration with – uh, this game over the last couple of years, and really, really being in a s- similar scenario and situation last year, if we win that game at Richmond, Kentucky, at EKU, uh, that gives us an opportunity maybe to set ourselves up for a playoff bid that year. So, uh, our guys had it circled. Uh, it was good to win. Obviously, you'd like, you'd, you wouldn't like to make it as close as it was, and it probably didn't have to be if some things do we do a little better in some areas uh, throughout the game. But, but just proud of the win and proud for our program. Cardiac Bears are never, never. <laughs> you know, want for any type of adventure and excitement on the stripes. Well, and and, and it makes for great entertainment. I mean, look, uh, our our bear fans at home ought to be excited about coming to games. I mean, look, it's a it's already a great atmosphere and a special place when you get a chance to play on the stripes. But uh, any opportunity to play uh, and win games in those fashion, and and I'm just so proud of the culture that our team has built over the course of. You know, really the last couple of years, but specifically this year, and finding ways to win and win in tough, tough places and tough atmospheres and really in tough fashion. That's that's the make of a great program and a great team, and I think we've showed that this year. And speaking of guys behind the scenes that make this program, that make a team great and a program great, we've got a couple of them coming up after no this first break. Alex Fodiar, Director of Strength and Conditioning, and Ryan Lajanes, Director of Player Development. They'll be along here in the next couple of segments to hear about kind of how this program and this team behind the scenes. I get to see some of this. I'm yeah. fortunate and blessed to get to see them this and smile comes across your face because program wins like that or because of guys like that as well. So we'll have those guys when we come back after this first segment here at Walk-On's Bistro here in Conway. The Nathan Brown Show continues right after this. If you have a question or comment for the head bear, send Justin a message on Twitter at JustinAkry7. Now, back to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, 955 South Amity Road, on the Buzz Radio Network. And has all day to throw, looking and looking, and downfield he goes, has a man, and just picked off! Picked off by T.D. Williams at midfield, at the 40, the 35, 30, 25, 20, T.D. Williams may go! 10, 5, touchdown Central Arkansas, no flags! That's how you start. Woo! Bears on the board. Justin had a lot to be excited about. TD Williams setting the tone for the game on the very first play of scrimmage. Did you realize that we scored on the very first play of scrimmage and the very last play of scrimmage on Saturday night? That's pretty hard to believe, isn't it? It is. I mean, look, look, the part of part of the part of the thing that got us going was, you know, Parker McKinney's so efficient with the football. And and so when you're talking about the opening play of the game, I mean that 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 set the tempo and tone. I think for our defense, and I and I said this many times in the post game interview. I said it today at Bearbackers. I I believe I don't want the last drive of the game to overshadow what our defense did mm-hmm. throughout the night. I mean that's one of the most explosive offenses, not only in the in the UAC but in the in the whole whole nation, and and obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. And for TD, I thought TD did a good job. He guarded his man. He kind of baited Parker into that throw, and then he, he he cut on the seam. And then what made it great was 
was him following his guys in. I mean, I think he cut across the field twice to get in the end zone, and I think that just set the tempo and tone for the whole night. Yeah, really, the defense played lights out again. I mean, they lead the UAC overall and in conference yep. games for a reason, this, this group, and I know that they know what the challenge is ahead of them this week, but that was a great way to start senior day. Yeah, we could use that again this week, huh? It is. Well, speaking of the defense, we absolutely could, but – one thing that we have noticed the last couple of weeks, they've been forcing a few more turnovers, yeah. which is good to see. And that's huge. Our, our defense has forced turnovers. I mean, that, that's been probably – we've been so good on defense, but we haven't manufactured enough turnovers to really break out. And so I'm excited to see us going and getting the ball, being be more ball hawks with the ball in the air. We need some more strips, some more fumbles, some more opportunistic things. But I, I was excited about that the other night. One thing I'm excited about, defense, we have – weapons all over the field offense and defense but defense seems to be the strength of this team and i use the word strength because the guy next to you is our head strength and conditioning coach alex Fodio. and what people don't see is what he and his staff mean to this program behind closed doors they're the ones here in the spring during the winter but mainly in the summer too getting these guys in shape conditioning you notice our guys they're a little stronger and they can go a little bit longer than a lot of these teams and it's a direct reflection of him i wouldn't be where we are our program wouldn't be where, where we are where we are without alex Fodio and his staff what they mean, the hours they put in. And, and Alex can tell you, I, I joke with our players a lot. I say, you know, Alex and his staff don't don't need a thank you for all the work they do. They just need hard work. Hard work is their thank you. And I think our players, for the most part, do that. Coach, I'll call you coach here in this, in this situation. But, sure. yeah, I mean, you are – you are the guy that puts these guys through all the, the, the hard work, the sweat, the blood, and the tears in the summer in preseason camp. You've seen this team grow and develop over the last couple of years. They are where they are because of the hard work, and I know that's something you preach about this team is they you want that's what you want as your thank you, and I think they do a good job of giving you and your staff that, that respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and like you said, a staff effort. You know, I, there's about 12 people on our staff currently, on the strength staff. So there's a lot of people that are invested uh, in these young men, in uh, all, all of our student athletes, but especially this football team. Um, and so, uh, you know, having a group of, of people to, to go to work with you every single day and go to battle and, and uh, try to get us right and on, that, on the same page, and um, man, it's fun, I'll tell you that. So, um, you know, what I try to do is just basically echo what, what Coach Brown says and our motto our team motto is, is hard. Um, the bear way is, is hard, and that's an acronym. And I'm sure you've, you've heard this before, but uh, the H stands for heart, right? And, and when I think of heart, I think of courage, right? You know, um, and, and what, what we've done in the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter, you know, in a few games this year has taken a lot of courage. Um, so a lot of teams could quit. A lot of teams could back down. And, say, and, and we've been a part of teams that have done that in the past. Uh, unfortunately, you know, so to see them this year, to come through, uh, to not give in, to have that heart, uh, it, it's amazing, right? The A stands for attitude. Uh, one of the reasons why I wore this hat right now and why I love seeing a lot of our guys still wear this hat right here, which is our uh, championship from last year, is we have the championship mindset and attitude, right? Coach Brown, how many how many conference championships do we have throughout UCA's uh, years in, in football? Yeah, I, mean, we're, we're, I think we're at 30. I mean, it's got to be in the 30s, right? I mean, there's that sign in the locker, that, that old sign in the locker room. I mean, it's just one after another after another. And so it's an attitude thing. If we have this championship mentality and standard, and that's what we're going to live up to 
uh, and we're going to try our best to, to impersonate that with, with our guys, you know. Um, so uh, next would be uh, respect, right? And when I think of respect, I think of uh, being a gentleman, right? Uh, it's up across the, the stadium, you know, say please, say thank you, yes, sir, no, sir. Um, you know, those things are important to young men and, and to have that uh, away from the nest, away from the home. When that's reinforced uh, from their coaches, man, that, that's huge because what, what we're trying to do is make them uh, be great football players and students, but also when they leave here, uh, be great young men, be great fathers, be great husbands. Um, so you got to be mannerly. you got to be able to be a gentleman, right? And, and that is all dealing with respect. And, and the last part is the D, the discipline. And, again, when discipline uh, comes to mind for me, it is accountability plus consistency plus hard work, right? you got to have all three to be disciplined, right? So, um, you know, you, you have those three in, in the mix, and you do that uh, for years, and, and this stuff builds up to championships. Um, and so – I'm so excited that we got one last year. That we're playing for another one this year. That's huge. Back to back, man. That that's that, that's hard to be talked about, you know, um, at this level. And so, whenever you can talk about this, the last week of the season is special. And, and I'm just glad to be able to echo and reflect uh, everything that he's saying because, uh, man, this man is all about uh, his walk with the Lord, and and that's what I'm all about as well. And so, uh, we try to do that day to day as well as we can <laughs> we are human beings doesn't mean there's not hiccups there's there's plenty of hiccups and you know hiccups are part of it you know but that's why you you turn the page you know the the sun will rise again and, and we got to go back to work so what what was it in your life growing up or when you got to college that made you say hey this is my path this is what i want to do this is how i want to impact young men and young women because a lot of people don't see you also sure. have student the female student athletes on our campus as well what is it that made you want to make a difference in their lives 100 um, percent well one of the main things was my father growing up was my coach in my youth sports and all um and, and he was a businessman by trade but um he really had an impression on me uh my grandfather that i did not know very well uh growing up my my mother's dad he was a long time uh, coach and manager. Uh, he played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, I have a World Series uh, championship ring uh, from 1987, the year I was born. Why am I just finding this out? But we can yeah, talk about well, that later. Yeah, I can, I can bring it to you. But it was uh, he was with the uh, he was a scout for the Minnesota Twins, and they beat uh, the Cardinals. Uh huh. Yeah, four to three. Let's let's keep moving. I know, I know. I hate to bring that, that up. That's gonna be I'm the big, one. I'm a big Cardinals fan okay. too, man. All right, so. all right. <laughs> Anywho, yes, that those are. Those are the things that, that really uh, got me going. And, you know, I've just been around athletics for a long time. Um, I, I tell you this, you know, I pray a whole lot. And so um, I, I do tell people that I was a little bit greedy choosing this profession. But uh, ever since, you know, the Lord has definitely made it well known that this is where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, I love it, man. I absolutely love uh, each and every day. I tell you, the biggest thing that's changed for me over this past year is living in the day-to-day. Um, years past, not this year, but years past, I've always been a countdown guy. I've always been 50 days out to the first game, you know, 48 days, you know. 
And this year, um, I, I've tried to put all that aside and try to live in the now, day to day, try to do as well as we can in that day, enjoy the day, you know, because there's a lot of days in the summer I love. They're so fun, right? Um, so why, why would I try to rush through this whenever this is what is helping us now, right? It's kind of that reap what you sow deal. Right. En- enjoy uh, planning, you know, enjoy that, man, because it's part of it. And if you don't jo- enjoy it, Man, you're just rushing through it, and, um, you know, you're kind of wishing your life away in a way. You know, I'm going to talk to Coach Brown after a couple of segments about culture. What does that mean to you? Because I think a lot of this program being successful is due to our culture here at UCA. Yeah, yeah. And again, touching back on uh, our hard mentality, right, that's the bare way, right? We, Whenever the guys walk into the weight room, they have that posted on their back of, on the back of their shirt. Right, each each and every one of them. So they know the mentality, the culture is that hard mentality. And again, it's championship, it's it's cur- it's all that stuff, you know. Um, and, and so what I do is just reinforce that, okay. And, and he's told you this before: a player-led team is your best team. We as coaches, we want the best for you. We go in every day trying to do the best things possible to get them to where they're supposed to be, but. Uh, a player-led team, whenever they're uh, governing themselves and they're keeping each other accountable, man, that's what it's all about. That's what's special, and uh, and that's what's fun to, to watch, uh, especially when we're successful in a game like the other day. Well, I know that's one thing I get to see kind of behind the scenes as we get ready to wrap this segment up yeah. is, you know, that mentality and, and the impact that you and your staff have on this team on a day-to-day basis, early mornings, late nights, yeah. game day. Whatever it is, practice, you guys, your footprint is all over this this program, and that's one thing I'm glad we got to bring out and let the fans hear is how much you guys impact and, and have a role in this program. And I appreciate your time tonight. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see you Saturday when yeah. we have the Clarksville, Tennessee. But that is our Go Bears. Director of Strength and Conditioning, Alex Fodio. We're going to take another break, come back. We'll have our Director of Player Development, Ryan Lajanez, joining us here on the Nathan Brown Show from Walk-Ons here in Conway. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. Ackleman will throw quickly into the end zone. Oliver, touchdown Central Arkansas! You called for it, you got it. First catch of the season and a huge touchdown for Trustin Oliver. Chris Nostradamus Kane with the call on that one. So Trustin Oliver makes his first catch of the season. A big touchdown right before half. But more importantly, Chris Kane called it right before the play. Chris is a smart man. He is. He knows what he, he knows what he sees. I mean, maybe we need to put a headset on him. No, but hey, look, I'm so excited for Trust, and, and I think most, if not all of our players on this team would talk about the talent level Trustin has. I mean, he's he's a, he's got some God, God-given God talent that a lot of people aren't blessed with. Um, you know, he's dealt with some up and downs throughout the year, and, and he had some moments last year, and, uh, you know, he's dealt with some injuries and some different things. We're just excited that he's feeling good. He's You know, hopefully he's 
he's a guy that we're going to have to lean on here late in the year. Um, and really, he's a matchup problem for a lot of defensive backs. And so he plays the ball really well. He had some huge catches the other night. Uh, he's going to have to come up big again this week. He's going to be in part of a, a big part of our game plan. So he was a big part of the game plan, game plan last season at Austin P. We'll talk about that more. But, you know, I enjoy him because he's one of the first people that comes up to me every day at practice and makes sure he acknowledges me, says hi, and, and a lot. He's just a great young man. Such a good kid. Always has a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even even not being able to perform as much maybe as much as he would like, maybe, um, never has had a sour attitude, has always been a team guy, not a me guy. Um, and really, hopefully, you, you root for guys like that. I mean, you root for guys to have big moments like that. And I think Saturday was the start of hopefully the ending part of this season, this stretch run that we're about to go through where trust is going to have to be big for us. You know, we trust and trust in, and another guy we trust in is the guy that we brought in here is our director of player development and the one that wears a lot of different hats within your program. It is Ryan Lodge and S, a guy you've known well and, and just one of these backbones of this program that no one really knows about. Well, and I'm – Ryan's sitting right next to me, but I would say this to, to anybody. Lodge is one of the most consistent uh, humans I know, um, just as a man, as a father, as a husband. Um, and really, really, in this day and age, you need people like him in your program and someone that's going to pour into these young men, someone that's going to get to know them not because they're a football player, right? I mean, you come to this, you come to UCA because you're a student athlete, because you're playing football. That's, you, you know, a lot of our guys, that's where they, they, get, they feel like their identity is built in football. Um, but Ryan just gets to know him as the person. He, him, and his wife Mary, they 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 invest in the the, the person, not the player. Um, and like he said many times, I mean, he he's he's here for them. Now, he, whether they whether they come and utilize him as much as some do more than others, um, you know that 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 that's up to them. But he is an open book for them. He's 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 available to them at all times. Um, and really, we wouldn't be able to have the hard mentality like we have, like Coach Fodio was talking about. Uh, without people like Lodge, and, and he's a huge, huge, huge piece to the culture we've built, and hopefully what we're, for what we're building with for future uh, future years to come. And I'll ask you this to start out is one thing I noticed. You mentioned these guys; these guys are smart, and they know when you're there just to kind of ride their coattails, and when you're there for them, they figure it out pretty quick. And that's one thing I've noticed right away is watching how the guys interact with you because they they give you their trust and respect in that aspect, not just as a football player, but as a man. Yeah, I think that's uh, one thing that I. People know when people are fake, uh, and there's a lot of times that, that players have dealt with fake coaches and fake people that uh, a lot of times, and it's true for each one of us, that we want people to be real with us. And so I think to, to put on a facade to be fake and, and to, to try to be somebody that we're not uh, just ends up hurting you in the in the long run. And so uh, there's, there's, a, there's, there's like seasons or like I can watch as a freshman comes in uh, and and by the end of the year, see how our relationship is different um, to where at, at the beginning of fall camp or when they come in in the summer workouts are like, who's this guy with all this long hair and this beard and this uh, weird name? And, and they kind of keep me at a bay. Uh, and then as the season goes on, like they the walls begin to fall um, and there's trust being built. And so and one thing that I also think that helps and correct me either one if I'm wrong, but. The fact that you have pride in this program because you put that uniform on and you've gone through some of the stuff they have over your life, and that gives you, to me, instant credibility. And they know that you've been through these battles and trenches and through practices and, and put your life in through it. Yeah, I think that's something I tell the guys a lot. Like I understand the life that they live, uh, and I and I get it. And and so um, with that, 
it, it, I've also lived that life where football was my identity. This is who I was. This is like all I cared about. And and there were things in my life that uh, that had to be had to be changed. Uh, and and if if it's your identity, if that's all you ever have, like you're gonna find emptiness eventually. You know, like the saying is like the, everybody's ball goes flat. Uh, and so at some point, um, and so my hope and my desire is that they figure out who they are before they leave here. I think uh, as as off season's coming up and recruits will be coming in. I'll tell parents this. I'll, I'll tell players that are potential uh, UCA Bears that uh, my desire and my hope uh, is that they leave here better men, uh, that, that they would leave here better husbands and better fathers and, and better better men in business and community. Um, and whatever I can do um, to be a service to them, to serve them and allow them to become who they're really supposed to be like I, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do in that and to me again this is one reason why I think we have success on the field in games like Saturday or against SEMO that culture I, I think breeds some of that success in situations like that maybe I'm crazy but my personal belief is that goes a long way as well as guys have that courage to make comebacks even when it looks absolutely bleak yeah absolutely there's something like I've been thinking about it like uh, when, when Coach Brown took over uh, and, and he became the head coach, uh, we talked about what more can we do to help uh, guys become more who they're supposed to be. Uh, and in that, uh, you look back at, at people that are now in this program that are, that are leaders on this team. Uh, we went through just a practical leadership class uh, every Monday that we do with freshmen. Uh, and it's, it's just something that we're trying to invest in. It's not very long. Uh, and it's just kind of key points, but it's like as you look, like you can't actually have the success uh, that you have to keep fighting, to keep leading, to keep pulling on the rope uh, without people that are leading that charge. Uh, and something that is preached from, from Coach Brown uh, consistently is there's no better leadership than peer leadership. Uh, and so w- that's what we try to do. That's what we're trying to create is is a group of men that are willing to lead their peers uh and and that's the hardest group of people to lead like it's it's easy to lead a group of people that are that are un- underneath you that are that are willing to follow you but to lead people on the same level as you uh it, it's it takes some work and it takes some investment into yourself and, and it takes some vulnerability and trust of people around you yeah no you have supreme trust in our leader uh, you guys this is more than just a coach and player development mm-hmm. relationship yeah uh i think for me, when I when I, the guy that I'm sitting next to is not just somebody that uh, allows me to to serve and, and to be a part of this program. He's a friend, uh, and and I think that's true for a lot of the guys on the team. Like they they have a head coach, but he he makes himself available to the people around him. And so whether that's the coaching staff, whether that's the players, uh, and I think that's that's a culture that's been created within within the coaching staff as well. Like you'll have a group of coaches that are. Uh, playing cards with guys after, like in, in the evening time, you know, it's like uh, that they are creating community and family that is that that's not always there on a college team. Well, I know I appreciate that aspect of it because you know, working myself into this program the last couple of years, you know, you're right at the forefront, and I appreciate your time joining us here tonight, and look forward to seeing you Saturday when we head over to Clarksville as well. Yeah, go get that win. That's Ryan Lajones, our director of player development, joining us here. We're going to take another break, come back, and we'll dig deeper with Coach Brown, more about the culture and the respect and all that goes into this program. When we return to the Nathan Brown Show here from Walk-Ons and Conway right after this.
Go Purple, Go Gray, Go UCA. You're listening to The Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network, coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. A great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. Christian Richmond motions in. They throw it outside to him at the 11. Has a blocker up front. It's Butler and into the end zone. Touchdown, Christian Richmond. That was all Miles Butler hitting the only defender that had a chance to make the play. So no big deal. The Bears lose one touchdown. They say, fine, we'll score the next play. Touchdown Central Arkansas, and the lead is extended to double digits. Now, Christian Richmond there scoring that touchdown as we welcome you back here to the Nathan Brown Show at Walk-On's Bistro. The spark plug that whole drive, though, was sneaking little Manny Smith in the backfield and then kind of sneaking him out for the screen. That set up that you know that really set the tone for that whole drive. Yeah, for all the Wampus Cats fans, obviously in Conway, um, Manny's going to be a good one, and and obviously he's waiting his turn as a redshirt freshman. And uh, you know, people around here in the community know how good he was at uh, in his prep career at Conway High. But uh, you know, Manny, Manny Manny's such a good kid. He's such an infectious personality. He has a smile on his face all the time, and. Just works his tail off. He obviously has always had an uphill battle with his size. He's not the biggest kid in the world. But, um, you know, we put that play in just to kind of get him going. We actually thought we were going to get him a little more wide open than that, um, you know, kind of hide him out behind the tackle, and they ended up kind of delaying it. And, and so I think they had time to kind of see what was going on. But, boy, he, he when he caught that ball, he was he was like being fired out of a cannon. And I think you'll see more and more of Manny Smith for the years to come, and he's going to have a great career here. Yeah, the guy that – Capped that drive was one of those seniors on Senior Day, Christian Richmond. Man. Got to talk to him post game as well, and just all he's accomplished, and hopefully still to accomplish, and just a great way to cap his Senior Day as well. Well, you're talking about a young man that's going to go down as one of the most prolific total yardage student athletes, players in UCA football history. When you talk about his receiving yards, when you talk about his return yards over his career, um, just a, a, a unbelievable young man, going to have a great career in whatever he does next in life. Um, and really a guy that three years ago was told he'll never play again. I mean, he, he literally blew out his knee in practice. Um, you know, it was it was one of those injuries that if there was something in your knee to break, tear, tweak, whatever it was, he did it. And uh, and you, he was told at best it was going to be an 18-month process, and, the young, and, and Christian was back in about nine months. I mean, it was unreal. Um, he's played. This is the first year in the last two years he's played without a knee brace, and he's playing great football for us. Which leads me into segues into all the what I wanted to get into between our two guests and how they stack up in this program. But Christian's one of those embodiment of hard and and the pro the, you know between the player led program yeah. and team this year, and just the culture that his team and this program has within it. I mean, he's the he's the embodiment of it. But those two guys that we had, uh, you know, Fodio and, and Lodge, and the reason why I think we are where we are and successful and have consistency that we do in our program year in and year out is because part of guys like that and then because of these senior leaders that have said, hey, this is what we want this year. We're going to go after it. We're going to lead these guys. Well, what I want people to understand is is, is – being a part of a football program is so much more than the football. It's more than the game. It's more than the ball. It's more than touchdowns. It's more than interceptions, tackles. Um, these young men are spending four, five, six years of their life with us as coaches, with us as support staff, with strength staff, with, with you know, just the university and community, and, and literally leaving here as hopefully successful men. And, and whether that looks like playing – uh, like some of our young men, like George Odom, Trey, Trey Smith, uh, you know Robert Rochelle right now in the NFL, a guy like David Walker, T-Bird, who are going to have a shot in the NFL eventually. 
or if they're going to be coaches, teachers, uh, insurance salesmen, what, whatever that looks like, we want them to succeed in life. And and culture doesn't mean everything's perfect. You know that. You see, you're out there enough to see us headbutt with with our players. You're out there to see us. That it's a passionate game and a lot of emotion involved. And you'd be you know, worried if it wasn't. There's no doubt. And and there's going to be good days. And there's going to be there's going to be bad days. And there's going to be tougher days than others. And there's going to be deaths in the family. There's going to be breakups with girlfriends, bad grades, all all parts in between. Yet we're still expected to perform on Saturdays and win games. And so I think that's why we've been so fortunate. And, in, in, in look, not just this year. I mean, look back over the course of the last four or five years. I mean, go back all the way back to the 2019 season. We had five fourth-quarter comebacks that year. I think it's because we just were real. We invest in our players. We try to teach them that football is more than just your identity and everything you're about. Um, and, and, and I think you get the most out of your players when that happens. They're going to want to run through a wall for each other. I tell them all the time, don't run through a wall for Coach Brown. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll run through a wall for all 125 of y'all. I will. I'll run through 125 walls in one day if I have to. Run through a wall for each other, and that's where the peer leadership comes in. That's where the culture comes in. That's where being consistent leaders for them comes comes through, and that's every day. And to me, that starts with you at the top as well, and – the purpose that you put your staff, the guys that you bring in as your staff, whether it's the GAs, yep. student assistants, volunteer assistants, or obviously your coordinators and work yourself down. I think that's it's a top-on-down process. Everybody's got a role, and it doesn't matter whether you're the head coach or you're, you're a GA or a student assistant uh, or, or if you're the low man on the totem pole as a freshman walk-on. Everybody has a role. You've got to buy into that role. You've got to do it on a consistent, everyday basis. And that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Like I said before, nothing's perfect. I'm not perfect. Look, I stand in front of them all the time as a flawed man, as a flawed coach. I tell them when I make mistakes. I'm going to stand right in front of them and be like, look, guys, I didn't do good enough for y'all. And, and and hopefully in return that that is, that is appreciated. That's something that they see, hey, you know what? He's not trying to act perfect. He knows uh, things we've got to work on. And, and, and then it imitates and hopefully it, it matriculates through your program. And uh, you couldn't do what we do. I think we've got great coaches that are great X's and O's guys, but I think they're great life coaches too that really invest in our young men every single day. And, and tell me if I'm overstepping it, but to me, when you win games like we did against SEMO, when you do what you did with 19 seconds left, yep. going to 80-some-odd yards, no timeouts, and you have to score a touchdown, to me – a culture fit and a culture program, a winning attitude mentality puts you in a place to succeed, and I don't think all programs have that. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying I believe our program, we pull out games like that, as you mentioned, in 19 and this year so far because there's other secondary things at play, and I think that's one of them is the culture plays a lot into that. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that every game is going to favor and go in your favor, right? We had a Tarleton game this week, this year that, that you know, we – had a great late fourth quarter, you know, storm back to come back in that game, and and and, it, and we fell just short. But you know what? Our players responded to that, and I've been I've been so pleased with our guys. We got three losses this year. We got a loss to Tarleton, we got a loss to North Dakota State, and a loss to Oklahoma State. Obviously, three quality losses. All three really good football teams. But what I'm most proud of is in the weeks after we're three and zero. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't let that loss linger. We've got back to work Sunday, Sunday evening, uh, into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we've gotten ready for the next one. We don't let that linger. And so, uh, does it? Does it, it is everything going to go your way? Absolutely not. That's not the way football works. That's not the way sports work. It's not the way life works. There's going to be days. There's going to be times. There's going to be weeks. There's going to be, unfortunately, years that don't go your way. And you've got to brush yourself off. Get up. Don't sulk in the pain. 
get up and make it better. And I think our players have done a great job of that this year. I think our coaches have, have uh, it starts with those guys and those men that do it every single day. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, this is going to result in a big week for us and having a chance to play for, for a conference championship this weekend. Speaking of this weekend, as we get to the beef report, courtesy of the Arkansas Beef Council, our opponent this week is Austin P. They come in ranked 15th in the country, somewhere along in that yep, way. Yep. They, they, you know, they're undefeated in conference. They've won eight in a row. When you look at these two opponents, us and them, and we'll get to more of this in our final segment, 15-1 and one over the last however many yeah. games between these two. I, I think the cream has risen to the top in the UAC. They've earned their spot where they are, and I know we have earned our spot with one game to go, and that's one thing that we have is a big matchup this week, a championship game, and that's right where we wanted to be. Can't wait to go to Clarksville. I know we'll talk about it more, but this is uh, this is a big moment. I told our players, uh, you prepared all year for this week. Quotation marks this week. That's what all the prep work was for. And we'll dive headfirst in the governors of Austin Peay State University when we return for our final segment here on the Nathan Brown Show from Walk-Ons here in Conway right after this. Talking Bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk On Sports Bistro in Conway, and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. McElvain rolling, got to get rid of it. McElvain unleashes it towards the end zone. The ball is tipped in the air. And was it caught? Was it caught? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! The Bears have scored! The Bears have scored! I've gone with the immaculate reception. I kind of like that one. You could play that clip every time we come in if you wanted. That, that it just it might get old at some point, but sure isn't yet. No, not right now. Sure isn't yet. That that was special. That was special. And, and obviously Justin did a great job there. Of you know, I think I think that's a that's a that's a that's a quality that goes unnoticed sometimes. And you know this being part of radio for a long time. I mean, explaining what happened in a hysterical moment has not has can't be an easy thing to do no because that's what we do when you're, especially if you're invested that's what you do that's it's awesome I, I man that's awesome i and, love it and it led to this week we got a matchup with the 12th ranked governors of austin p and last year obviously at home we took care of them 49 to 20 but i don't a lot of the key players are back for both sides but uh, when you look back to last year, I think these are two totally different teams and two teams that have earned their right to play in this game. Yeah, and we've obviously watched film of last year. And, you know, going into halftime, that was a 7-6 to six football game. And, uh, 
you know, in the second half we had some guys make some one-on-one plays, some big plays down the field. And obviously our defense had a great game plan against an explosive offense like that, um, and they're just as explosive this year. It starts with Mike Delillo, their quarterback. I mean, he's a six-year senior. Um, he runs their offense, Coach Walden's offense, to a T. That's exact type of quarterback he wants. Um, he has not been shy about talking about what DeLillo means to him and his program. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this, it's impressive, the, the the skill guys they have on offense. I mean, it's a new guy every week that seems to be leading them in receiving. Obviously, they have a 1,000-yard rusher, um, so they, they're, they're, they're a physical team when they need to be physical. Um, but, man, it starts with Coach Walden. He's, a, he's, a, he's an innovative young coach that – um, you know, really does a phenomenal job and has really really made that Austin P program over the last three years one of the power programs at the FCS level, you know. And it's, uh, you know, I, I can see see them being a problem for years to come because he's going to do a great job recruiting. He does a great job in the transfer portal. Um, and obviously he's a, he's, a, he's a player's coach, you can tell. So um, I have the utmost respect for him, and I know it's going to be a challenge, especially going to their place. They play really well at home. And I know you can appreciate where he's come from, such a young coach, getting, the, getting, you know, getting a head coach at a D1, uh, you know, a D1 institution like that and coming in and, and having immediate success as well. That's something that, that speaks to what he can accomplish there because that's not something that everyone can just walk right into. There's no doubt. And, and, and his, his team is definitely a reflection of him as a person. I mean, they, they play hard. They play with a lot of passion, a lot of energy. If you watch Coach Walden coach, I mean, he is fun to watch coach because he's got a ton of passion. He loves the game of football, you can tell. Um, his offense, defense, and special teams uh, definitely imitate that on every Saturday that they go out and play. Um, man, it's, a, it's just a ta- challenge. I mean, we're going to look – similar i mean we recruit the same type players a matter of fact we recruit against each other a lot um so it's a uh it's going to be going to be a battle and and look we've we've had some success against austin p over the last few years and that's great Um, but none of that really matters i mean look this is this is about the 2023 football season uh it's about the now you know you heard coach fodio talking about the now earlier um and that and that's what's most important is us worrying about today and and getting better for this weekend to have a chance to beat a good football team yeah yeah you mentioned two similar teams and Bears are number two overall in offense. Austin P is number one. The Bears have the number one ranked defense in the UAC. They have the number four defense. And, you know, you start looking at the matchups yeah. up to down, and there's a lot of similarities. And, and I know this, this is one challenge that our, you know, I think EKU is one team that we had circled. I think that's fair to yeah. say. And I think we were hoping we would get to this yeah. point. This is another one that I know T-Bird and a lot of them, they wanted, you know, they were wanting this. They, they were relishing this opportunity to play on Saturday. Well, if you're connected some way, somehow with the United Athletic Conference, you couldn't have asked for a more dream scenario. I mean, to me, this has given our conference national notoriety. Uh, it's really a winner-take-all weekend. I mean, and so, you know, when you're talking about established conferences like Missouri Valley, the CAA, the Big Sky, you can even throw the Southland in that, you know, some of those conferences. I mean, this is – this is giving us a lot of attention, not UCA and Austin P, but our conference as well. I think it's a big deal for our conference. And, you know, it's an opportunity, hopefully, to put a put, continue whether win, lose, whatever it looks like, that both teams puts a good good check mark on the resume um, because I do believe this is a two-bid league no matter what happens Saturday. I believe that with my heart. I think I think if you look at the non-conference schedule that both teams have played, you look at some of the success our other teams have, have had against con- you see the quality that we're going against. So um, I'm excited about the opportunity. What a great, great great deal for our players i said it all week it's kind of like it's kind of like the sec or big 12 championship i mean it's it's the last weekend of the season you're playing for a conference championship couldn't ask for anything better as we get ready to wrap this up here in a few more minutes i know justin ends it all his uh, shows with you this way and got just a couple of questions all for right, you it's, it's a little shorter let's go two minute dribble i actually want to put it. some thought into this first <laughs> one is if you could just 
you love your staff, so this is nothing. But if you could piece together your dream coaching staff, how would you piece it together? Who would you go get, either you know, current or, yeah. or past? Well, I, I'll tell you this: I've got I, I developed a infatuation a little bit in, in obviously uh, in, in in the latter part of his of his life. But Mike Leach, I mean, like. I would want him as probably running my offense just because I just would love to be around him, his personality. I mean, he would obviously be a comedic relief as well. Um, that would be fun fun to watch. I mean, I would, I mean, I would probably have Bill Belichick running my defense. I mean, he's the greatest coach of all time. He's got a co- little bit of head coaching experience. You know, that'd be Heard of him. that'd be all right, you know. And then and then I would I'd piece work the rest of my UCA staff. We'll let those two guys run it when the rest of us will file into place, and I'll file into place behind those two as well. Last one, and. Your family is big to you. I mean, this program is family, but Jessica and obviously yep. your two kids, Luke and Riley. So toughest thing that is out of your control, whether you are running this program, especially on game day when your players are out there and you can't really, you know, you can call the plays, but you after that, it's out of your control. Or being the sports dad when you're watching Luke play oh. ball or Riley play soccer or volleyball, whatever she's playing, what, what's tougher, watching your your players or being the sports dad and, and kind of, Having to control yourself in that in that avenue. They got different parts of my heart because uh, <laughs> the watching my players, that's my livelihood. So <laughs> we we've got to succeed there. Uh, it, 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 it's tough, man. Watching your kid, you want your kids to succeed, and I'm talking about Riley and Luke. You want any, anything and everything they do, you want to see them succeed. And uh, you know, and, and both of my kids are super competitive. Obviously, probably get it from their mom and dad. That's okay. Um, but but it's tough watching them play every single day. But I, I love I love going and watching just being a dad with those those two. It's fun fun to watch them grow up. Nathan, I appreciate you letting me fill in here today, and I know we're fired up to go Saturday. Yeah, I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Hey, that's not a long trip to Clarksville, Tennessee. Let's get some Bear fans over there. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, We're going to put a great product on the field, and I look forward to the opportunity. And, look, our guys have put a lot of work into this. 1 p.m. Saturday afternoon, and for some reason you can't, Justin will be back in the saddle with Chris and myself here on the the, uh, UCA Radio Network beginning at 12 noon. So for Todd Pierce back in the studio, and for Nathan Brown, our head coach, it's Championship Saturday in Clarksville between your Bears and Austin P. Thanks for tuning in tonight to the Nathan Brown Show, our last regular season show here at Walk-On Sports Bar and Grill. Good night from Conway, and go Bears. The Nathan Brown Show has been presented live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and brought to you in part by Moik's RV, Fairfield Inn & Suites, HD Roofing & Construction, Highland Dairy, and La Quinta Inn & Suites Conway.